Okay, so we're now up to four videos that we've got. And the idea of the first one was to kind of talk about what an authority is. You know, when you're going to be some kind of an authority, what do you want to be? So we laid out the different kinds of authorities that one can be. And I have renamed the product purpose authority to just purpose authority. And the reason is I found it too hard to say product purpose authority. Purpose authority has a better feeling also because in the end, when you think about purpose, if what you're marketing, whether it's jewelry, whether it's services for you know, electrical services or whether it's a health product of some kind or a personal care product, if what you're marketing is an expression of who you are in some way, what your own values are, then chances are very good that it is meeting a higher purpose than the ones that the product creators had in mind. And whenever you seek out anything in your life where you're pursuing what you believe for yourself is a higher purpose, you'll always go further. You'll take the extra step. You'll take the extra step down the path. You'll, you'll, you'll walk another mile because the purpose is bigger than just something really small and specific that is tied to a specific product. Ideally, in a business of any kind, you want to be focusing on doing things that express who you already are. If it's just kind of like, well, part-time, I hope I can make a few bucks and at least the product's clean or it's, you know, I don't know, it's organic. If that's your attitude, it's okay. But the chances are you won't go the distance. Why? Because it doesn't mean as much to you. It just doesn't. And people do things when it really means a lot to them. And that's why marketing in ways and marketing programs and products and services that express who you already were in the first place and makes you more of that person will enable you to go further and do more. And that's why money has really never been a very successful motivator. If you think about it, I mean, why do people drop out of network marketing? If money is such a great motivator and people talk about nothing but money when they when they recruit, I mean, you hear it all the time, live in the big mansion, get the big money, earn big money, free time, all that stuff. If it were, it's a good thing to get people in, but how much does it help people stay in? And that's always an interesting question for me. If the money is such a great motivator and everybody drops out, why do people keep focusing on the income? on the income, 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 easy income, part-time income, big income, you know, big. why do people keep focusing on that when 95% of the people don't make it? They quit, despite having these promises of money. So what I've discovered over the years is that people who stay in tell me they stay in for other reasons. They really like helping people. They get a kick out of helping people. They get a kick out of doing what they do. They get a kick out of being different. They get a kick out of the challenge. And I just wanted to tell you a little story. I have a wonderful article in front of me about the woman who is the CEO, the, the chief uh, operating officer of Facebook. And you probably all know about Facebook and their founding by you know some 20-year-old kid at the time who was at Harvard. And in 2007, well, like five years ago, Facebook was just getting started. I think they had like, I don't know, maybe half a million users, which of course is a lot, but they hadn't made any money yet. And uh, Mark Zuckerberg was looking for somebody to help run his company because he knew that he was not somebody who could organize people and manage people and do that sort of thing. He was really more of a nerdy type. And I, what I want to tell you is the story of how he met the person who he ended up hiring as the, the chief uh, operating officer for their company. It's a woman. And the woman was married, and they met she she was married at the time, and her husband is telling part of this story and he says, "You know when they first got together, 
uh, Mark Zuckerberg met her at some get-together, and he was 23, and I think she was, I don't know, 34, something like that. And they said they met every single night, and the issues, the questions that they talked about, Zuckerberg and this gal, uh, Sandberg, her name is Cheryl Sandberg. And what, here's what he said. Every night they met, and they asked each other questions like this. What do you believe? What do you care about? What is the mission? Those were the questions. She never asked him, and he never asked her, how are we going to make money? How much money can we make? How big can, how rich can we be? The questions were all about, what do you believe? What do you care about? What is the mission? And they wanted to be sure that they were on the same page, this 23-year-old guy and this 35-year-old woman, about that for their company. Nobody ever mentioned the money as a motivator. Because for people who have missions that are, that are meaningful to them, their first thought is never about the money. And it doesn't mean that you should be oblivious and be like this, the CPA who told me one time, oh my gosh, I never knew that I could figure out how much money I could make by knowing how many customers I should get and knowing how much they pay me for each one. I mean, she was just completely, the brain, <laughs> she said, I left my brain on the train. I was just thinking, just share, share, share the product. And I had no idea that you could actually figure out, well, they pay me so much a customer, so if I want to make 10000 a month, this is how many customers I need. Or this is how much I need in the way of recruits. Or here's how much group volume I need. She never thought about any of that. So it doesn't mean that you are oblivious and that you have no idea about how money works. We're talking about now what the driving force is for people who go the distance. So it's, that's really what this is about. And I just wanted to tell you that that's what these two people talked about every single night for, I don't know, what's what, 18, 19, 20 meetings, just the two of them at her apartment before she decided to take this job. Now, the other thing is focus. We talked about this a little bit last week when some of you were asking, should you do your strengths or should you shore up your weaknesses? And Zuckerberg said that he is grateful that Cheryl, quote, handles things I don't want to do, such as advertising strategy, hiring and firing, management, and dealing with political issues. All that stuff, says Zuckerberg, in another company I might have to do, and she's much better at that. Okay, So you want to focus on where your strengths are. And Zuckerberg is by anybody's metric a wild success. I mean, you know, they're now billionaires, but not because they thought about the money, no. And not because they thought about figuring out what they're going to do to shore up their own weaknesses, no. You hire out, you resource, you outsource what you don't have that you know you need, and you give it the same respect that you give your own strengths. That's what you do. And so knowing your weaknesses doesn't mean you have to fix your own weaknesses. I mean, unless you really want to do that, you just find someone who is strong in that area. And just remember that if you want to go the distance, what will drive you more than, than money is going to be how much the purpose turns you on as a person. Would you do it even if you weren't making money? And I can tell you that Steve Jobs would, would have been making computers if he hadn't made any money because he thought he could do a better job. And what's better? Well, in his mind, thinner, shinier, faster. That's all they've ever thought about, thinner, shiner, and shinier, and faster, and how to wow people. That is their mission, and that is how they express that, that purpose. So when you think about purpose authority, I'm talking about how you can offer what your idea of your purpose through your product or your program so that you connect with other people whose higher purposes are similar to yours.
That's that's the idea. Does everybody understand that kind of stuff? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right. Okay, so let's do the Q&A. What I'd like to do is if you would just give your first name and your country, and we can take questions on any of the videos. The four videos we have up so far are obviously the different kinds of authority that you can become, the kinds of searches that you can do. A comment about searches, by the way. I did searches that that were primarily in the health area and in personal care products for those first ones, you know, where you want to find searches about your company or find searches about the scam issues, find searches about the specific ingredients in your product. But if you have another kind of program, like, for example, say jewelry. I know we have a gal in the class who markets jewelry. One of the things you could do is also look for, say, harmful ingredients in jewelry. That would be a search that you could do, and then you would be able to demonstrate how what is in your product is not harmful, for example. So there are ways to do these searches for really anything that you are marketing where you can find information out that would that would give you an edge with somebody else. Another example of that sort of a search is we have someone in the class who's marketing, um, I think, electrical services, basically kind of utilities. And there, you know, one approach would be buy local. So if you're focusing on your reseller for, say, electrical services and for whatever the utilities are, programs like that, one of them is to focus on the buy local market. There are a lot of people who like to buy local. And it's a big movement. It's by healthy, by local, by from local farmers. And this would be a way for you to tap into markets like that, people whose purpose coincides with buying local, you know, because they would probably consider having you do a little presentation about how the cost of your services is lower and how they're not buying from a big, fat utility that's faceless corporate people, but from an individual who's a reseller. So there are a lot of ways you can do these searches depending on why you're marketing what you market. And if the only reason is you think it's fast income because everybody's going to want it, you're going to have a harder time. But then I suppose what you could do is research online how to make money marketing whatever it is that you're marketing. I'm just saying that it doesn't keep you going. It doesn't feed your soul and it doesn't feed your mind and your drive as much as marketing something that relates to a purpose of your own that's consistent with with who you are and helps you express even more that set of values. And those are the forces that keep people going long after uh, they've lost interest in money. You, you can see it with Steve Jobs. He doesn't need money. Not anymore. I mean, they're the richest company on earth right now. Their quarterly sales came in. It was like 20% higher than anyone expected. And they're just opening China. I mean, he has money coming. They have what, $76 billion sitting in their bank accounts. And he comes to work every day. And he's got a new kidney, I mean, a new, new liver. Do you think he does it for the money? He, he didn't care when he had none, and he doesn't care that he has $76 billion sitting in the bank. He wants to make the shiniest, the coolest, fastest operating system and leave everybody in the dust. And that is, is the mission is to surprise people and make it better and thinner and cooler and faster. And if you look at the last operating system that they've got out, I mean, it just is mind-blowing. And that's because that's his mission. And he happens to have been very successful now. But you ask yourself, why does he go to work? And it's, it's, it's that bigger purpose. So once you have tapped into that for yourself, there's really no stopping you. All right. I just want you to know that regardless of what you market, you can find a way to tap into that for yourself and for somebody else. Just 
ask yourself why are you doing what you're doing? What's the real, real, real reason? And would you do it if you weren't getting paid for it? That's a big question, both for your business and for taking your product or your service. Would you use it if you weren't if you weren't getting paid for it, if you weren't selling it? Okay. 